Hello and welcome to our Consumer Guide for Normal People, hosted by OneRoof Financial. I'm Caroline Eburn, Partner and Mortgage and Protection Advisor. Hello and welcome again to our podcast. Uh, today we are going to be talking about critical illness cover, which is one of the products that we can advise our clients on. Um, just starting off um, very, very briefly as to what critical illness is. Um, before we get started, though, I forgot to welcome Lucy. Lucy Moore, um, Mortgage and Protection Advisor from OneRoof Financial. She joins me today to assist me on uh, a statistical level. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. She's our stat swatter. Yes. <laughs> um, so critical illness cover um, is a type of insurance policy that pays out if you are diagnosed with a specified illness that is detailed within the policy terms and conditions. Critical illness does get quite a bad rap. Um, there's always articles in the newspaper about my cover didn't pay. Um, so we make sure that when we are recommending critical illness to one of our clients that we make it very, very clear that if you do not get the illness that's detailed, so if it's not critical enough, then um, you will not receive a payment. Um, so um, it is one of those products where it's like Marmite. You either love it or you hate it, but it can be incredibly useful when um, the worst happens. So Lucy, if you want to tell our listeners a little bit more. Yeah, of course. So um, when you um, would take out critical illness cover, let's say, um, you would have it for a sum assured. So um, the amount that you require for a certain circumstance. So let's say, for example, you can have critical illness cover to pay off your mortgage. So if you were diagnosed with a specified critical illness and you met the, um, the policy definition, then you would be able to basically pay off your mortgage and you'd be mortgage free and and you could survive as well. So in that circumstance, if you were to have that illness, then at least you'd have the mortgage paid off. <laughs> and That'd be uh, a nice situation to be in if you'd suffered with something really terrible. Exactly. And you wouldn't have to worry about making those payments. You know, you may have been off work due to the illness. You know, it's um, it, it can be an absolute life changer if you have it. Um, and it doesn't have to be your mortgage. You know, it could be, it could cover your expenditure for a year, for example. You know, if let's say you spend £30,000 a year on, you know, your mortgage payment and all your other bills and, and all your expenditure, doing all your fun things with your family and stuff, you could have that money put into your account and it could cover a year of doing all those things while you recover. Um, so the amount of money you would receive can just help you in so many different ways. Um, it could pay for uh, private health care, um, you know, if, if you didn't want to use um, the NHS, for example. Um, so critical illness cover, like Caroline says, it gets a bad rap, but it's amazing if you've got it. And if you can claim on it and you get a successful claim, it will change your life. Absolutely. Um, so I think it's important um, that people know how this product is priced. So we were talking about two extremes, full mortgage being paid off and then expenditure, so a year's worth of expenditure, for example. Um, so if you wanted your full mortgage paid off and you had a £200,000 mortgage, the cost of that cover is going to be more expensive than having a smaller amount of cover. Yeah. So I think for anything like this, setting a budget that you're really happy with and that you're comfortable paying is one of the key, key things when, when you're talking about this type of cover. Um, so it's something that I always call the cherry on the cake. So it's not the single most important cover as far as 
we are concerned as advisors because for, for us there are products that are more important such as income protection which will be covered under a separate podcast but it can just be that little cherry that little nugget so if it is something incredibly serious that you are diagnosed with it does give you options it gives you the ability to go on an amazing holiday with your family if you've suffered with something life-threatening um, so again, keep it for for this type of product is it won't pay out for everything. And we, we never, ever recommend it on that basis. We never say to our clients, you know, oh, if you get cancer, any type of cancer, this will pay out because it really won't. Critical illness is exactly what it says on the tin. It needs to have been a critical illness. Um, if you suffered with a low-grade cancer that is treated with a lumpectomy and you've not needed radiotherapy or chemotherapy, it's very unlikely that would be covered as what's called a full payment condition. Um, so I suppose what some providers have done to try and compensate for this is they've added little extras. So mm. things like partial payments, they're called, or additional payments, which means that they have a list of things that if you have a lower grade breast cancer or a lower grade prostate cancer, they might give you a little bit of money. Um, again, subject to meeting terms and conditions. So um, I think what critical illness insurers have tried to do is widen what they pay out for. So there's a chance of claiming a little something. Um, so Lucy I don't know if you want to just quickly go over children's um, critical illness cover yeah of course so um, like um, uh, what, what Caroline said as well there's there's different quality of cover and something that is also uh, an additional bonus is children's critical illness cover um, and for majority of providers you have to pay extra to add this on however if your children were to meet a specified critical illness then they would be eligible to claim off your policy um, and often you can have the children on your policy or you know up until they're adults themselves um, and it, again it's just it's if something was to happen to them you wouldn't have to worry about going to work for example if you had a, you know a high enough sum assured let's say to take a year off you know and you could have that money just to solely focus on your child and you know work on getting them better instead of having to worry about you know how you're going to pay your mortgage so um children's critical illness cover is something that isn't pushed nearly as nearly enough and something that we believe quite strongly in Absolutely. So it's I think it's probably just important to mention. So, I mean, again, if we if you came to us um, and we were giving you advice on this, we would cover it in a lot more detail than what we can on this podcast. Yeah. But it's important to mention that the children's cover and those additional or partial payments don't affect the main policies cover amount. So if you have £200,000 worth of critical illness cover um, and you had a claim for a low grade breast cancer um, at 12.5% of your sum assured, it doesn't come out of that 200,000. Yeah. So if you did then later on suffer with a full-blown, really serious cancer that deemed a full payment, you'd still get the 200,000. Exactly. So um, again, it's something that we would go through in much more detail at the time. Um, but again, it's just important to mention. So yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing I get asked all the time is, oh, I bet it won't pay out. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm sh do do any of these things pay out? So I know that you've done some stats on this, Lucy. I have, yes. And um, from the Association of British Insurers as well, so a very reputable source, you know, the, the, the best one we could ask for, to be honest, um, they found that 91.6% of claims are paid. And the main reasons for not paying is due to um, 
not disclosing suitable medical information upon the application. So, um, for example, people may have not disclosed that they'd had previous medical problems when applying, and that would have changed the terms. So they've obviously, uh, you know, done a, a medical report upon the claim and realised that they weren't told all the information truthfully. Um, so that that's one of the reasons, and also um, the. Uh, claim isn't actually under the specified definition. So um, l l like Caroline said, as, as an example, uh, breast cancer isn't covered, you know, in, in all ways, because sometimes it's a really simple lumpectomy. And um, it, it, and to be honest, these days, that isn't considered critical um, in terms of the insurers. So, you know, that wouldn't necessarily be a claim for a, a provider. So it's just really important to note about the specified definitions because not everything is covered. So um, yeah, and yeah, ninety one point six percent were paid, and uh, and that was in twenty nineteen, wasn't exactly. it? Which is the most recent stats currently available. Yes, it is. Twenty twenty yeah. aren't quite in yet, but yeah. I think what was shocking when we were looking at the stats for this was the top claim from pretty much every insurance company is cancer, and by a long way. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, two insurers that, that we work with closely, both of those, 67% of all of their claims were for, for cancer. Yeah, yeah. And then the second most claimed upon was heart attack, but at just 9 to 11%. So you've got 67% for cancer and then the second most claimed right the way dropping down yeah. to between 9 and 11%. Exactly, exactly, Caroline. And then the third most common is stroke, uh, approximately 7%. So it goes from that massive number, almost two-thirds of claims, all the way down to about 10% or less for, for the, the next two most common. Um, and, you know, one in two people get cancer nowadays and sometimes it is extremely serious and they would be able to claim on some of these policies. So it's just really important to remember that, you know, it's it, it's that um, saying that I, I once heard, you know, the lottery that you don't even play. Oh, I might win it one day, but, you know, getting cancer, which is one in two chance. Oh, no, it never happened to me. You know, it's it's just trying to be mindful that it could happen and you want to be prepared. Absolutely. And I, I suppose an, another thing which is really important is how low current death rates are. Mm -hmm. So years gone by, you know, over time, medical science has improved so enormously. And we're so grateful to those pioneers of cancer treatment and medical professionals. But that has meant that whilst as a nation, we seem frightened to death of dying. Yeah. And we're like, life cover, life cover, life cover. And they'll insure themselves up to the hilt. But more people survive now than die. So by not having critical illness cover in your arsenal of policies, you are missing out on a huge chunk of, of potential ability to claim because more people are surviving than dying. And I think you'd got a couple of stats on that, hadn't you? I in terms have. Of I have. This is Stats Corner now. <laughs> so 42% of people with a mortgage have no life cover and 71% have no critical illness cover. So obviously that 42% is quite alarming anyway, but then a further 71% don't have um, critical illness cover. Yeah. So it's just staggering how many people could be really be struggling, uh, you know, meeting payments and stuff when they could have had a payout, which could have 
changed everything. Changed the whole experience exactly. of what they went through and it, you know, turning it from negative to a positive. Exactly. Um, so I think that that's really important. And I think pretty much most people listening to this podcast are going to have never have heard of it for one, but certainly don't have it. Um, so I think it's it's really good to cover things like this in our podcast so people have a little bit better understanding about what it is and have a positive spin on it. Yeah. Because for some people, it can change their life. Um, it can mean the difference of losing their home to keeping their home. Mm. And I think that's why it's so important to discuss it. So, um, again, thank Lucy so much for her time in, you know, looking into the statistics for us and helping us today with the podcast. Yes, I've just got one more statistic for you as well. 69% of those with no insurance say it's because the premiums are too high. Oh, okay. And it just, you know, it just goes to show, though, if something was to happen and you couldn't pay all of your bills, then it, it, it would have been well worth it. You know, one less takeaway a month and you'd be able to protect yourself against that, that specific area. So it's just something to bear in mind. Yeah, that is brilliant, Lucy. Um, so, yeah, if you've got any questions or queries, then all of our contact details will be available at the end of the podcast. Thank you very much again for listening and uh, we shall see you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. One Roof Financial LLP is an appointed representative of Primus Mortgage Network, a trading name of First Complete Limited, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. We usually charge a fee for mortgage advice. The amount of the fee will depend upon your circumstances and will be discussed and agreed with you at the earliest opportunity.